Peace, family, and thank you for tuning in to Understanding the Nursing Game podcast. Many people are looking for financial help while in college. I would love to present the Thelma Lee McKenzie Nursing Scholarship. It was designed for nursing students at the University of South Alabama. You must have a 3.0 GPA and have graduated from a high school within Washington or Clark County in the state of Alabama. If anybody have any more questions about this scholarship, please call Rebecca Baker at 251-341-3721. Hey, we here again. Another episode of uh, Understanding the Nursing Game with Barry Coleman. Um, I got a special guest today. I know I say it every day, but um, every time I get on here, but this one right here, she holds a special place in my heart. And I'm going to tell y'all why a little while, a little while into the interview. But uh, yes, uh, we're going to start over with the quote of the day. Let me put my glass down. I can read. All right. As you grow older, you will dis- discover that you have two hands, one for helping yourself, the other for helping others. I'm going to read it again. As you grow older, you will discover that you have two hands, one for helping yourself, the other for helping others. And that's by Miss Maya Angelou. I mm. like the that one just because, um, man, oh, man, oh, man. This, um, this you. young lady, this special guest, Miss uh, Christy Sewell, she, um, this young brother right here, he was hurting bad. I, I was in a bad predicament. I'm going to tell y'all the whole story right here. It's a five-minute spiel. I was going to University of South Alabama, and I was, uh, I was just like, you know, the student, how I go meet my academic advisor. It wasn't Miss Sue at that time, but uh, I was just going up, and now I had my little gym shorts on, my little shirt. Hey, I'm just going in there. I'm, I'm chilling. I ain't doing nothing special. Hey, making C's and D's and classes and stuff. And uh boy, I like to flunk out that first semester down now. Sure did. And then um I went that spring. I think it was that spring semester. I think I think that's when she I think that's when she started. You started in the spring, then Miss Sue. Did I start in the spring? Like was I hired on at that time? Yes. I was hired on in December of 2009. Okay. Okay. So you became my academic advisor in the spring. Okay. So I started going to you in the spring, 2010, as they say, man, I said, man, I got to do something. Cause I'm about to, hey, I've been in school six, seven years. I, hey, I'm, I'm about ready to get up out of here. I started coming to the uh, academic uh, advisor meeting with khaki pants and a button down shirt, a tie and everything. And I asked, I remember asking this, but the only question I remember asking Hey, what exactly do I need to make in order to get in nursing school? And you kind of told me, you said something, well, you make a whole bunch of A's and a couple of B's here. <laughs> hey, you might can get in. <laughs> yeah, buddy. And just to show us God made green apples, I did that. And then I messed around. I applied to get into a uh, nursing school. And um, man, they just say uh, I didn't get in. And um. I remember hearing everybody else say they got like a little package. 
I was like, I'm looking around. I stay in Mobile. I'm like, it don't take that long to get a package. <laughs> hey, I got up and now I, I got. I went to some say, hey, it, it was on my birthday, November 16, 2010. I'll never forget it. I went to the office. I'm saying, walk to the mailbox, man. You might have something in there. I walked to the mailbox. Hey, got me a nice little envelope from the University of South Alabama. I said, okay, all right. I opened it up. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, buddy, Coleman. Hey, you been wait list. You are on a wait list. Oh man, boy, that's that's a good way to start your birthday, y'all, right there, boy. That, that's how you started <laughs> out, right there. And boy, I just did some soul search. I finally broke down and told my parents or whatever. I, I thought that was the end of the real. Hey, nevertheless, hey, having some kids out of wedlock, like, that was the end of the real too. But uh, I went uh, I went ahead and told them, hey, they hey, I got the sense from them shoe. Hey, but this child, he a lost child right here. Hey, one out the bunch, hey, one out the bunch gonna be hey, he gonna be that one. No, no, no. Hey, hey, that's how I feel. <laughs> hey, hey, this is my testimony. I'm in front of the church. Yeah. yeah. But your perce- but your perception is your reality, right? That's right. That's, that, that's, how, yeah. that's, that's how I feel. And so uh, I found some say, man, go back to me soon and see what uh, see see what can be done. And I finally went back to her. She said, well, hey, you can take, you know, this class, that class. And I finally did that. Uh, I was like, man, I got to do something. But I can't, I can't take another class. I ain't making no academic progress. I'm going gonna, gonna to lose my financial aid and everything. And just to show, she walked out of the room. Somebody else came in the room talking to me and this, that, and the third. And then I, I proceeded to walk out of the room or whatever because we were done. My 30 minutes was up. Finally, um, I got down the down the steps, and that's that's when they gave me that phone call. Hey, Barry, you ain't left the room, left the building, have I? No, I ain't leave the building. I I started not to answer. I wonder what would happen if I didn't answer. I thought it was a bill clip. So hey, <laughs> I answered the phone. They I went back upstairs, and um, Miss Sue, she told me, "Hey, we gonna let you in. Hey, you've been very a hey, determined, and you've been coming to the uh to the meetings with uh you know shirt." A button down shirt and cake pants and stuff like that. You've been presenting yourself in the right light. So uh, we're gonna we gonna let you in just due to your hard work and determination. And boy, I, I just hey, I ain't gonna even lie to you. I got in the car, I cried, I showed you. Ain't no wrong with crying. Wow. I went in, I went and cried. Hey, I I can't, I went back home. I think I I went and got me some crown royalty, showed you. I went to drinking. <laughs> hey, I, I was I, I went to sleep the rest of the day. I sure did. Oh, so I, I'm just gonna tell you, Miss Sue, hey, before before anybody else speak on, uh, hey, I, I appreciate you because I don't know where I would have been. I might have been in Mobile uh, with Metro. That's what they call the jail. Hey, I ain't no telling where I would have been. So I just want to tell you thank you because then I'm able to help other people. So I just want to tell you before we even get started, hey, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Well, you're welcome. You earned your spot in the College of Nursing. So I'm glad I could help in the process. Okay. Okay. Well, hey, I, I surely appreciate it. But um, before we get started, I had to go ahead and get that out of my chest because it's been weighing on me ever since you agreed to be on the podcast. I got my mom on here, Miss. Uh, I get what you go. I call you. I, I, I tell everybody you Grace call me. I don't know what you go. What you go by? You go by Lily. <laughs> my professional name, my given name, is Livia Grace Coleman. But everybody oh. knows me by Grace. But my professional name is Livia Coleman. Oh, okay then. All right then. Well, guess what? You Grace Coleman to me. 
I'll always be Grace Toad. That's mom. right. That's right. I also got Miss uh, Britannica. She was a former uh, ghost, a uh, guest on our show. <laughs> uh, how you doing, Miss uh, Britannica? I'm blessed and highly favored. How about that? I'm good. Hey, that's good. That's good. I'm, I'm happy to have you on. I got uh, got one of my homeboys. This a we we a. I wanted my mama to have a a, a boy for her last child, so. She ain't, she ain't had no boy. She had a girl. So the Lord said, hey, we're going to fix that. I'm going to give you a brother. But he's going to be from a different mother. So, hey, I got my boy uh, Jonathan on here with me. Nice to meet everyone. Hey. All right. All right. Well, hey, we're going to go ahead and get this interview started now. Hey, back to the uh, main guest here, Miss uh, Christy. Where did you go to school? Like? Where, where you from? Tell everybody where you from. I'm from Mobile, Alabama, and I attended the University of South Alabama. I graduated with a degree in communications with an emphasis in public relations. I first uh, was hired at at USA as a development officer for the College of Nursing. So in that role, I was fundraising for the college. I was, you know, doing what Rebecca Baker, you know, your friend from development does. I was doing exactly what she did. And I was planning alumni events and those types of things for the development office. And I did that for about four years. And then I transitioned into the role of academic advisor within the College of Nursing. And I've been there from December of 2009 until now. So I've enjoyed my time at USA. I'm a proud alumni and I love my role there. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, I got to ask you because I'm beyond, I'm from Jackson, but I, I love Mobile. What school you went to? I went to Mobile Christian. Mobile, oh, okay then. So you over there on what's that? Cottage Hill. That's right. That's right. Okay then. See, I didn't know that. Mm, I understand who I'm dealing with now. Okay. <laughs> All right then. So, um, what made you want to accept the position of being a nursing academic advisor? Well, you know, I I was a student worker for the College of Nursing when I was obtaining my bachelor's degree. So I worked with graduate students at that point. And I really liked helping students. I liked helping people. I liked answering questions and guiding them through their curriculum. I worked for a lady named Gail Souls. She was one of the academic advisors in the graduate program. She's since retired, but I, I just really enjoyed that role. And when the opportunity came about that they were going to hire another advisor in the College of Nursing. I jumped on the opportunity and applied, and I like it. It's very rewarding to know that you're helping students sometimes when they're most vulnerable. You know, it's these are 18, 19, 20-year-olds who are trying to make decisions and decide on a major and a career for the rest of their lives, and it's fun to be a part of it. You know, sometimes they have things come up and we're here to guide them through these difficult times, you know, like being waitlisted for nursing school. Sometimes we, you know, just it's just a pleasure to be able to help others. That's that's why I like the role so much. Okay, okay, then now that you have had the position, what, 10 years, 11 years now, has it been everything you thought it would be? You know, it has. It really has. I've liked it. It's very rewarding. Um, I've gotten to meet people like yourself. And, you know, some days are challenging, but most days are a blessing. Okay. Okay, then. So uh, 
I'm gonna go to my questions now. Since you have become a nursing um uh advisor, what are some of the misconceptions that the nursing students have when they walk into your office when it pertaining to getting into the program? Sometimes they are, I guess the misconception would be academics. You know, they there's a minimum GPA to apply to the program, which at, at this point it's a 2.75. So students are often thinking if they have at least a 2.75, they'll receive a seat. But we oftentimes have more applicants than we do seats. And, you know, they're not as aware as they should be that a GPA is so important. A good GPA is so important. You know, that's what we base our competition on. And, you know, the misconception also could be that they don't realize how they need to have study skills. Study skills are so important, and uh, especially when you get to nursing school, you can have a student who's made straight A's all through the prerequisite courses, but if they don't know how to study, sometimes they won't do as well in nursing school because it's a different way of learning. I agree with that. Um, I'm going to say this. Um, when you're evaluating a nursing student, what are some of the characteristics that you see in students that are successful in the program? So some characteristics would be a student who meets with their academic advisor who from the very beginning and continues to meet at least every other semester, stays on track with a guided plan. You know, when we lay out course plans for students, we do so so that, you know, a lot of hard classes aren't taken in one semester. They're spread out over one's freshman and sophomore year. Good, good academically prepared students are often the ones who are going to the writing lab or the math lab, or they're meeting with the peer mentors who are the, you know, the tutors on campus. And we have, they're called JAG pals now. And they are students who are, who know the subjects really well, who, and, and they're offering free tutoring sessions. So students who are keeping up a high GPA academically, those are, you know, it's typically easier for those students to get into the program. But if you don't get in, if you are waitlisted, there's always other ways to get in, like looking at boosting your GPA and that type of thing. Okay. Okay. I'm going to ask one more question and then I'm going to parlay and let somebody else uh, join in. Currently in the year, if I wanted to apply for the fall 2021, what's a decent GPA to get into nursing school right now? So for fall 2021, we just had our admissions process and we didn't admit lower than a 3.2. Fall tends to be the most competitive semester because we have the largest volume of applications that term. And we took about 160 students for the fall. So it's a big class. Hello, time out, time out, time out. Before anybody say anything, do y'all even have 160 seats in the auditorium? We do. Y'all do? Oh, okay. I, I know when I got in, it was like 100, I feel like it was 120, 130, and it felt like everybody was sitting right beside each other. So, okay. Uh, how many advocates did you have then for 160 uh, students? We probably had almost 300. Oh, okay. Okay. About half. Okay. All right, then. All right. Hey, y'all can go ahead and join in. Okay, Miss Sewell. I know uh, I'm a retired teacher, and I know at my school we had a partnering program with uh, Coastal Alabama with the CNA, 
We had our teacher, who is a nurse, RN, that taught a class where the the uh, students could actually go and have clinical experiences and also graduate with a CNA after they, you know, once they pass the test in May. So how can a parent assist their child to get into the nursing program besides making sure that their child is exposed to the sciences in school? So how how can a parent assist a child? I think they're just encouraging them to have good study skills, to make good grades, to let them know that GPA is important, especially when they're in high school and college. I mean, your GPA will follow you even if you go to grad school. So encouragement with good grades, if they have volunteer experience in a hospital setting, or if they have earned a CNA license, like you were mentioning, any type of experience is wonderful when they enter a clinical setting and as a nursing student. It's not a requirement for our program for anyone to have volunteer experience or, you know, shadowing hours, but you can tell a difference in the students who do have those things once they start doing, you know, their nursing skills class and going into that first clinical. Right. So my my youngest daughter um, made all A's throughout from kindergarten on through and got to college and did not have uh, study skills because she didn't have to study. Mm-hmm. So she had to learn how to study. And I think she just learned since she started on her master's program for real, though. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we have, I'm a retired business teacher, and we had this class called Career Prep. And we went through, you know, all of the same thing you're saying about the GPA. We, we focus on the GPA and and volunteer hours and you know, making sure that your GPA is where it should be and all the the whole spiel, filling out college applications and all that good stuff. So my other question is, as a parent, when you make sure that your child is exposed to those classes in high school, uh, what would you suggest as far as when, what grade a child should start visiting schools? We try to encourage, well, we used to well, I did encourage them to go like maybe start in the, the especially if not freshman, sophomore year. So what grade would you suggest that they start visiting schools? I would say probably around someone's sophomore year would, would be a mm-hmm. good time. I think mm-hmm. I see a lot of sophomores, a lot of juniors. That's probably the typical age that we see a lot mm-hmm. of high school tours come through. Um, mm-hmm. And then students who are completing their senior year because, you know, they've made their final choice and that could be USA and, and, you know, they've gone through the university tour, but they want to meet with a nursing advisor and walk through our building and visit simulation. So they're a little more serious because they've made, you know, more, they've made a choice about what, what they're getting into for the fall. Right. Right. So I, I, this is Britannic. I had, background and going to a vocational high school where, um, and I think in other parts of the country, they might call them magnet schools or technical high schools where people can matriculate through their high school career, having an academy or get medical experience. So I could graduate my vocational program as a CNA if I choose to sit for the exam. Do you feel like 
or from your experience that there's preferential treatment or do the schools gravitate to students that already have medical background? Either they're a, a CNA or they're a medical assistant. Do you feel they fare well in college? Do they tend to finish the program successfully or do you feel like there's no difference between um, the students? From what I've heard, there's a big difference in the clinical setting. So when students start their skills class, they have their checkoffs um, or they go into that adult one course and they have that experience as a CNA or a medical assistant, you know, it's seen by the instructors that they have that knowledge and experience in a hospital setting. And this is just speaking for USA. When the admissions committee views a student, they don't know if that student has any type of volunteer experience or hospital hours. They're looking at things like we have requirements for a specific university GPA, prerequisite GPA, and then a science GPA. So that's what our our admissions committee is focused on. Okay. That's good to know. I think because some people feel like it might give them a better chance, especially for first generation um, college attendees. They they tend to have the work balance. They get jobs earlier. They tend to go to vocational schools. They tend to take a track where they can get money first, right? Already start working before they go to college. And they're hoping that sometimes that can give them a leg up. But that's that's good to know. It doesn't really matter. You You have a level playing field, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. But the higher the GPA, the more competitive you are. Is that right? Right. So- that's, that's correct. And our program does not require an entrance exam. Some programs do, uh, like the TEAS exam is what a lot of oh. There are other programs who are focusing on an ACT score as well. Um, but yeah. that's not a requirement for, for our program. Okay. So you don't is have to like- have a minimum GPA? I mean, uh, ACT score? Not for USA's program, but there are other programs that require a minimum ACT or a T score. Okay. Back to you, Britannica. No, no problem. One of the questions <laughs> I wanted to ask, well, back to you, that was a, what Ms. Grace was asking about, like, you know, GPAs and those pretests that you mentioned. You said your school, which is University of Southern Alabama, right? USA? Is that what USA stands for? Yeah? South Alabama. Oh, oh okay, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Because I was like, they keep saying USA. I'm not from the South, y'all, for y'all that are going to be listening. I, so I'm so confused. I was like, USA, who is that? But would you say then, Kristen, for it as the industry of nursing schools and colleges, that entrance exam is this new standard? Look like she have uh, frozen up. Oh, okay. I thought it was just me. I was like, maybe she's not frozen. It's just my face. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I guess that's Well, why we get her back? I mean, I think she's given a wealth of knowledge in the sense I think a lot of people who aren't focused in school, you know, you want to go to college for an experience. This is a she's emphasizing everything that we already know, but mm-hmm. what just needs to be emphasized some more, which is that you really have to put the effort into get your GPA up. You can't think that because you're getting by in chemistry and you're getting by in your English classes right. that that's enough. You can make the right. GPA, but then if people have better GPAs than you, then you don't make the cut, right? right so right. another thing right. I want to mention for our listeners is it's important to know that the school that you're going to go to is accredited and that it has a history of maintaining their accreditation. 
I know this is this, our podcast and our audience is tailored towards minorities. So there's a lot of minorities that are, are from the Black community that might be looking at HBCUs or um, local universities. What I want to, what's important is that you don't just go to the university that's just cheapest but then won't maintain their accreditation or has a history of losing their accreditation. And then when you go to get a job, your degree is not valid or you can't finish the program because it has happened to men and women that I know where they're two years in and the universe, and I'm not saying this is only HBCUs. I'm just saying that because of our audience, because I want to make it clear HBCUs aren't the only schools that are struggling or can't keep their accreditation. And a lot of these schools, sometimes it's a, it's an industry, right? We would like to think, Education is about the common good and elevating people, but they like to make money. So you want to make sure whoever you're giving your money to is worth the money you're giving them. And there's universities, not just local colleges that lose their accreditation because they don't have good pass rates. And usually they don't have good pass rates because they're not really supportive of their student body. They're just there taking people's money. They don't care if you really study well, but when you go to take the NCLEX and their failing rate has been consistently low for five years. The accreditation board is going to be like, your school is not putting out quality members to our profession and our practice. So, All right. yeah. Well, hey, Miss uh, Miss Sue, uh, I'm glad you was able to get back on. Uh, me too. I, yeah, me too. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and jump too. I'm going to jump back to me. Uh, how about this? Jonathan, go ahead. You you got a question. You ain't joining in yet. Oh, so I guess student engagement, is it something when someone first enrolled in South Alabama and they show interest in nursing, you guys reach out to them? Or how do students traditionally, I guess, develop that relationship with their academic advisors? So USA has an office called Advising and Transfer Services. And this office advises all freshmen and sophomore majors at USA. And then once a student reaches their junior year, they transition to the college. So there are about three advisors that work with our nursing students during those first two years. And then there's just really a seamless transition for them to come into the college. You know, we all work together and we help these students and are introduced to them early on. Um, We work together in conjunction with the orientation sessions and USA Day and those types of events. So they're able to establish a relationship with both of us. And then after their freshman and sophomore year, they just, they come over to us and we advise them their junior and senior year. That wasn't the case when Barry was a student. We saw all students, freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior. This office was implemented several years ago to help with retention. Um, You know, not every student who declares their major as pre-nursing will find their way into the program. Sometimes students change their minds and want to major in something different. And this centralized advising has been beneficial because they can easily introduce students to another advisor within other majors. Or if they don't meet a certain GPA threshold, like the minimum 2.75 requirement, then they encourage them and show them other areas that they could be successful. Okay. All right. Well, hey, um, I, I got to jump on to, to me. If a student is on the wait list, what are some things they can do to um, help get themselves or uh, make their ap- application look better for the next semester? So again, for our program, GPA is key. So what we would do is we would sit down with a student and we would talk to them about ways to increase their GPA. 
you know, students at our school are allowed three grade replacements. And so there could be ways to improve your GPA by retaking a class and using a grade replacement, or there could be another course that could fit within a certain area. And if a student makes a higher grade in something different, then we could use it. And, you know, we're, we're just all about increasing that GPA. Okay. I, I ain't I'm not going to lie. I'm going to go ahead and tell the whole world. I know I'd use that grade replacement a couple times. I can't <laughs> remember exactly what the grade. It probably was English. <laughs> I think I, I I think I retook English twice. Well, the option is there. There's no shame in taking it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I I had mm-hmm. to retake it, so you know it didn't stop me. I, I'm just sharing that. So in the case that somebody have to retake a a science or something like that. They won't feel like they are by themselves or yeah. I, I won't make it because I got I had to retake a class. No, that is not the case. Mm-hmm. You can you still make it and you can get into the program and you can uh, do well in the program. You just have to go ahead and do everything. You had to, what they say, cross your T's and dot your ass pertaining mm-hmm. to the program. Mm-hmm. Um, do, we, do we have any more, any more questions before I go down my spiel? No, you got it. All right, now, Miss Sue. I got to ask you. Now, when you got that plate from me, what, what was the first thing you thought about? I just in case nobody, anybody, well, don't nobody know, but me and me and her, I had sent her a picture. Uh, me and her, when I presented that first scholarship, I sent her a plate, and I had a little saying on it. I can't even remember the saying right now because I've been drinking this uh, pinot. <laughs> so, what did you uh, think when you first got the plate? I want to know. I was so excited to receive it. It was such a thoughtful gift. You know, there's so many students that we help along the way and, you know, we don't have too many come back and give thanks, which, which is fine. This is, this is my job and I love helping people. So uh, it it was such, it was such a sweet gift. I loved it. It's in my office. It's in your office? Yeah. Get okay. Well, you know, you know now when I come when I come down there, I gotta come to you your proof. <laughs> I got to come down there to your office. I gotta see the I gotta see the flag. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, I sure you see me every day in y'all. Hey, I'm beyond which I'm happy. I'm so happy. Taking pictures of it. Hey. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm be honest, because uh man, when I thought about it, I had uh just being honest, I went down there with at the end of February and gave that scholarship or the beginning of March and then the pandemic hit and then I was just seeing all kind of crazy stuff at the hospital, you know, and then um, I just started looking at life uh, uh, in a totally different uh, light and I was like, man, you know what? I went and saw and I saw Miss Sue. Hey, I got to send her something because she, I don't think she know how much of an impact she had on me. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, that's the reason why I uh, I decided to uh, send send it down now to be truthful. I watch a uh, Better Call Saul, and um, one of the um, it's a it's a TV show about lawyers, and of course your your husband is a lawyer, as I have found out. <laughs> and uh, and we uh, on the on the show they had one of the uh, clients had a plaque that they gave to uh, they gave to the lawyer. Pretty much saying, hey, hey, I, 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 I love you. I appreciate you. You say my bacon, so to speak. And I was like, you know, and I love that show. And I saw that and I thought of you. I said, I got to send her the plaque just because hey, I, I got I got to I got to show her and let her know, hey, I appreciate her. Because, I, mm-hmm. hey, as I said before, 
I don't know where I would have been. I might would have been a basketball coach. I might would have quit school. Ain't no telling. Ain't no telling what I would have <laughs> did. So I just wanted to uh, just give you some to try to uh, encourage you because I know you have some students that come into your office and they are uh, they're <laughs> not as well behaved. You are challenging. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have those yeah I, we help I, them just I, like help anyone else. That's right. Hey, hey, that's right. I have one last question before Go we ahead. end, though. Go ahead. Um, so since you, Kristen, since you mentioned a lot about the emphasis about GPA, what resources do you recommend to, to people who are struggling? First time, yeah, struggling, the first time going to talk first generation, um, and they don't have resources within their family or circle of friends. Are there any resources you can recommend online or ways to maybe mentally prepare? Because I think that's half of the battle is mentally, you know, getting ready and just arming yourself with information so you know what to expect. Right. Well, we always encourage students at orientation to keep a positive GPA and really just to reach out to your advisor. And, you know, we can direct you to different units of the university, whether it be counseling and testing services. You know, some students don't realize they have testing anxiety or that Mm -hmm. type of thing until they get to college. And, you know, we can direct you to those resources. And if you have documentation, then, you know, certain certain things can be given to you like extra test time or a note taker or something of that nature. So, always reach out to an advisor. We can get you on track and in touch with the right person if there's any needs. But we always encourage to go to the writing lab, go to, go to the math lab, reach out to the JAG pals. I mean, these are all free resources that students have access to. I mean, we have undergraduate, graduate students who use things like the writing lab. So if it could make you more successful, why not use those things? And if they're free, there's been a lot of other things that have come up at USA. We have a JAG pantry now, which I think is so cool. It's for students with um, food needs. They can come and use those resources. We have South Cares. South Cares is where students can have like emergency grants or funding given to them if they come into an academic or a financial hardship. Sometimes we have that and it tends to happen with students who are, you know, in their last semester or two, you know, they just run out of financial aid or don't have the ability to pay uh, for their school anymore. So there's lots of resources, um, but your academic advisor uh, is a wealth of knowledge. So whichever school you go to, you know, form a relationship with them and we can we can get you on the right path and and help you be successful. That's what our job is to help students start and finish college. Okay. Okay, then. Well, hey, I'm going to be honest with you. This has been a, a great uh, great interview. Hopefully, um, someone can take this interview and learn something from it. Seems like you're... Uh, I, I, I couldn't get you to let loose like I want you to, but it, it's all right. We're going to get you. We're going to get you on. We're going to get you on some more. I'm going to get you on some more. Hey, we're going to be... Hey, I'm going to ask you. Have you have you drunk some of the the wines I sent you? I have. We've drank um, two of the bottles, <laughs> the three bottles. Which one you drawn now? Which one you like? I like I like both. I can't remember. <laughs> look and see the at which ones that I've drank or which one I have left. Okay, okay. Just let me know. Just let me know. We'll we'll talk offline about that. Next but, yeah. time I'll have my glass of wine. I didn't know that was this type of party. Oh, I well. Have my glass of wine too. 
I'm gonna be honest with you. I I almost drink every episode. This is actually therapy. He does. Yeah, I I do. It, this is therapy for me because I, I I get on here and I just tell everything. So and I just get on here and I just drink and I tell everything and and I'm gonna be honest with you. It seems like people uh, gravitate to it. I even have like co-workers on that I work with in Napa and they listen to it. I would think you know being from Alabama. You know, most people from California, they they look at you as a country bumpkin or whatever, and then they you have an accent. It's kind of it's a it's a little different. But mm-hmm. I mean, my biggest audience is right out there in um uh, right out there in Napa. So, That's great. Uh, yeah, so I I I, I appreciate it. But um, I think they they kind of gravitate towards the story because I'm just unwinding. And I'm just letting letting the free flow. But uh, yeah, so I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to ask you the same question I ask everybody when we get ready to end up. When you on a university drive and you driving in to work, who's your favorite music artist to listen to? Dave Matthews Band. Dave Matthews Band. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know who the hell Dave Matthews. No, I don't. Isn't that country? No, it's not country. What is? No? I don't really know what type of genre it is. I mean, they have their own Cirrus channel. Okay. Really? Okay. Yeah. I was thinking, I was like, they're a band. So I was like, is it pop rock or something? I don't know. Okay. Well, hey, how about this? Give me one song that I need to listen to. Mm. Which one you like? She's I, like, which one won't you judge me? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I'm going to like it regardless. Let me see what know that. Let's think. Let me think. Let me think. There's so many good ones. Okay. Dave Matthews. Okay. What would you say? That that's a good song. Oh, what would you say? Okay, all right. I'm gonna check it out, and in the morning, I'm gonna send you an email about that song. <laughs> okay. What's your, what, what's your favorite song to listen to? Wind down to? Who me? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I like uh Larry June. You got him. He he got a new song. Got you got him. He he from uh San Francisco. Okay, I have to listen to that one. Okay, don't worry. I'm not hey, you got it. Hey, you got uh, Spotify? I don't have Spotify, no. Okay, okay, don't worry. I'm going to send you Yahoo. I mean, uh, YouTube. That's what it is. Okay. I'm going to send it to on YouTube, and uh, we're going to listen to it, and, I, and you know, we'll, we'll exchange uh, feedback, so to speak. Yes, definitely. That'll be okay. fun. Okay. So what else? What were some uh, activities that you did for fun during COVID? Oh, my goodness. I homeschooled my two kids. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. Time out, time out. What, what that don't sound like fun. Most <laughs> <laughs> of my time. <laughs> what was the? Home. What was she the? Was uh, real. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, she needed them two bottles. She sure right? did. <laughs> hey, um, question. What was um? I can't even remember what I was about to ask you now. <laughs> <laughs> That wine boy. <laughs> hey, that wine driving, boy. Oh man, that is, that is terrible. We're gonna edit that out. Don't worry. Hey, let me uh next question. Uh name one thing that you would say to your younger what self. What was the fun thing that she did during COVID? That was your question. Oh, I know that. Oh, okay. What was the most important? Is that what you said? No, what, what was the fun thing that you did during COVID? Oh, I loved the slower pace of life. Mm, I agree. Um, just being able to be with family and, and, mm-hmm. and enjoy the slower pace. We did lots of outside things 
we set up our inflatable slide and went on lots of walks and that was fun. Time out, time out, time out. Inflatable <laughs> slide. You want to see that on birthdays or something like that. What you talking about inflatable slides? <laughs> we have one. Oh, I mean, okay. it's not enormous. It's not an enormous slide, but it, it's pretty big. Okay. It's big enough to have fun. It's big enough to have fun. It's not like one you're going to rent from a huge party store. Okay. Okay. That's that's cool. I'm going to be honest with you. My, I, I want to buy one for my kids, but I ain't got that much uh, helium in me. They run off a little, um, like you plug it in and then it, it, it just, just blows up. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. All right. All right, then. Well, hey. Um, order it off Amazon. Order it off Amazon. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you for that. All right. Um, name one thing you would tell your younger self. Just to have fun and enjoy life. Mm-hmm. Don't be so serious. Don't be so serious. Okay. Good advice. Yeah, it's great advice. Mm-hmm. All right, then. Well, hey, um, I'm I'm gonna ask you uh if name one person that you would say should be on our show. And if you name them, you gotta help us give. Dr. Heather Hall. Ah, you know what? I'm gonna be honest with you. When I first started it, started this podcast, I thought of her, but I said I need to go through the bulls. I need to get all the bulls out the way. <laughs> and then once I get the bulls out the way, I'm gonna invite her on. I'm gonna be honest with you, I think I about got all the bulls out of. So now <laughs> I, I think I'm, I'm I think I'm about ready for Heather Hall. Now we're gonna we're gonna sit down. I'm gonna send her a bottle of wine just so we can sit down. I want her to let I want her to let her curls down. Feel the tea. That's right. That's right. I want her to let her curls down and go ahead and uh and, and tear tell the whole world, you know, how how everything really is and sitting in that seat. Cause I'm gonna be honest with you. When I went home or I came home in January and I saw, man, I was glad to be able to. The the give her something because it looked like she was on a lot of uh, duress or she had she had a deadline or a project going on. It looked like she was kind of tired. So um, whenever I come in town, I try to always you know uh, help her out in uh, whatever I can do, whatever lane I can play to help her help her in her mission. Hey, I I try to do it. So, but hey, right. I should I, I should appreciate it, Miss Sewell. Hey, I'm I'm gonna tell you from the bottom of my heart. Hey, I appreciate you. I love you. When in the in the future, you know, I'm gonna be sending you some students your way. I got a couple <laughs> students that uh just graduated from Jackson uh Jackson High School. They they every time I go down there, they tell me of a new student that want to go to go into uh nursing. So um everybody that I see in your way, you already know that hey, I already looked at them and um they, they want to do nursing and they need your help. So I, I just appreciate you being open to me and and and, and helping me along my uh, along my journey because um like I said I I don't know what I would have did if I would if I wouldn't have got in. Well, I'm grateful to be a part of it and send those students my way. I'm happy to help them. All right then. Well, hey, I want to uh, tell everybody that's tuning in, listening to uh share and um share this with your friends and family and hey you've been locked into another episode of understand the nursing game podcast